Welcome to Short Talks, a podcast for graduate school applicants. There's a lot to think about when applying to PhD programs, but we'll try to keep this short. Hi everyone, welcome back to Short Talks. My name is Charu Sivakumar, and I'm currently a second year PhD student at the University of Michigan. With graduate school applications opening up for most schools this month, it's important to start making sure that you're keeping track of all of the pieces of an application. This month, I'm going to be talking about one of the most crucial parts to an application, the recommendation letters. My plan for this episode is to split it up into five main parts, starting with just simply what are recommendation letters, who can I ask uh, for, for recommendation letters, um, then I'll jump into tips on how to get a strong recommendation letter. I'll then follow that up with the things that you might need to provide to a letter writer. And finally, just tips to make sure that you get your letters in on time. So really to start this off, let's kind of get an understanding of what exactly recommendation letters are. So in your graduate school application package, you will be submitting a personal statement, potentially a research statement, your transcripts, and any supplemental essays that a school may ask for. And then finally, anywhere between three to five recommendation letters. From my experience, I think most schools required three and submitting five was optional, but at least you are going to be required to submit a minimum of three rec letters. So looking at your entirety of the application, your personal statement, research statement, and transcript all show different parts of your academic standing and your experiences all from your perspective. The transcript obviously shows very concrete grades and how you've been doing in your classes throughout your undergraduate career. Your personal statement kind of talks about your story in a narrative form about how you got to where you are and why you are applying to a particular school. And if a school asks for your research statement, that is a place for you for you to elaborate on your accomplishments within the lab. Just to preface, most of what I will be talking about is for biomedical program PhD applications because that is the kind of program that I applied for them that I'm currently in. But I think some of the general advice on recommendation letters can be applied to all different lines of work. So a recommendation letter is a way for a institution or the admissions committee to get a different perspective on you and to really see what you are like through another person's eyes. A recommendation letter is something that you are going to ask people that you think have a good opinion of you and you've had and developed a strong relationship with um, that you think can vouch for your skills that you believe you have and that you believe will help you um, succeed in graduate school and beyond. So that directly leads into the next main question is who do you ask for rec letters? And that is a challenging question. Um, for some people, you may have too many people that you could ask if you have had lots of different experiences or have had made good connections with many people. And for some others, it might be more difficult to feel like you have actually connected with someone that you think could really actually speak about you. So before I kind of talk about like more tips on 
getting a strong letter. In general, you would ask your research advisors, so your PI, or any faculty advisors that you may have that you are meeting with regularly. Um, if there was a course that you took where you really connected with the professor, went to office hours, did well in the class, participated in the class, and built a connection, they would be a great person to go to for recommendation letters. And if you are in a non-academic setting for your research experiences, let's say you had like an industry internship or you worked at a um, like a nonprofit organization, you could ask the CEO or the person that you work the most closely with to write a recommendation letter for you. If you're in that um, situation where you're asking a non-academic to write a recommendation letter, I would first check with the institution that you are applying to to ensure that they are accepting of those and to also make sure that that individual um, follows the format that a typical academic letter would be like. Um, I ran into a situation where that may have been an issue for a different fellowship that I was applying for, but after providing all of the necessary information, I was able to get that rec letter approved. So when you're asking for a recommendation letter, one thing that you want to very specifically mention is that you want to get a strong rec letter. Now, what is a strong rec letter? Anyone can write you a recommendation letter. You could walk up to your friends and say, hey, can you write me a letter about how I'm going to be a great person in graduate school? And, you know, they can talk about how you're a nice person. They can talk about how you're hardworking, how you're enthusiastic, but they may not be able to provide very specific details that can help vouch for your specific set of skills. You could approach any professor to write a rec letter, and if they have the time, they can just say yes, and they can write you a rec letter using a template that they've used for everyone else. Um, not to say that that is a bad thing, but rec letters can be generic. So when you want a strong recommendation letter, you want to go to someone that you think can talk about and speak to a different side of you or a, dis a different part of you. You want them to be able to highlight a certain subset of skills, a certain characteristic, a certain moment, something that makes you unique and makes you stand out from the rest of the students that you are competing against for your admission spot. So the way that I kind of went about it and each person kind of does it a little differently. Um, so this is kind of my take on how I got strong recommendation letters for my graduate school applications. I would start meeting with your mentors prior to even asking for a recommendation letter. You know, start trying to navigate the scene and just building, build a connection with that person. This is especially important if you're planning on asking a professor for a recommendation letter because it is difficult to, you know, have one-on-one -on -one interactions with them in a classroom setting. There are, you know, 25 to 50 other human beings in the room, and so you can't have the same level of conversations that you might at office hours or if you set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them. It's important to establish that connection with potential letter writers because, again, you're trying to show 
you're trying to obtain a rec letter that shows a uniqueness to you and a different side to you. And even if you have limited time, so, you know, applications aren't due until December, but let's say you realize you needed one more rec letter and it's like the beginning of November, maybe you're approaching the second, third week of November. Even if you have limited time, I think it's still important to show that you are interested in them and um, establish that relationship before you really ask them to write you a rec letter. Certain ways to approach this, if you're not sure, let's say you have a professor that you really liked, but you're not sure if you made that connection, you can set up an appointment with them and talk to them about you know, your interest in grad school and ask about what their journey to becoming a professor was, what their experiences were in grad school. Ask questions that you think one would educate you on the process of graduate school, but also something that shows that you are invested in them as a professor and that they should equally be showing some interest in you. Use questions that will spark a conversation and allow your your enthusiasm to show through in your meetings. Um, use whatever time you have left from now until the application deadline to build um, a strong relationship. And if you do end up asking them for a rec letter, continue to have those conversations so they see that you are actually invested in this process and that you care about what the final results are. Another thing that you can use to kind of help develop a strong rec letter is to ask the writers to highlight certain points about you. If you're asking a research advisor or a PI to write a letter for you, you could maybe ask them to highlight something about a situation where you dealt with a failure and how you figured out unique ways to troubleshoot it, or you were able to derive a conclusion, a new and different conclusion from your results, something that, you know, shows your character, but in a real life experience or a real life example. That will show to the admissions committee that this advisor has seen you go through certain things that are crucial time points in graduate school. And the rec letter would be a great way to highlight that you are able to handle these kind of situations. Whereas you may not be able to talk about this exact thing in your essays because there may not be room for it. The other thing to kind of keep in mind is that asking the writer to talk about certain things about you makes definitely does make their life easier, but it also, like I kind of mentioned, it ensures that your letters are unique to you to a certain degree. Not every student who approaches this advisor is going to have the same experiences that you have, so if you're able to point out particular moments that you think are unique to you and have the rec letter writer to highlight those, that just makes the overall letter stronger and more unique to you. The last thing I would say is you should almost definitely send your CV to whoever is writing your letter. I'll get more into detail about uh, things to send to your letter writers in a little bit. But on your CV or resume, you can highlight certain regions that you think would be helpful for their letter writing. If you've presented at a conference, or if you've volunteered at a certain research event, or if you've uh, gotten your name on a publication, those are things that you can highlight in your resume that would help your letter writer pick those and 
elaborate on them in their um, letters as well, rather than just giving them a, you know, an entire document that makes it uh, highlighting certain regions can make it easier to guide what a letter writer should be writing about. So I think a another portion in getting a strong rec letter is knowing exactly what kind of materials to provide to a letter writer. So for me, I may have provided more information than necessary to my letter writers. Um, some people will just send in their resume and CV and maybe just a spreadsheet of schools um, that they're applying to so that their letter writer knows who to address letters to. For me, I emailed every letter writer a copy of my resume, a copy of my transcript, and I also provided any drafts of my essays that I had written, um, or at least, you know, smaller blurbs of those essays though, to just kind of guide the letter writer to know what kind of things I'm already talking about and see if they can highlight other aspects of my accolades as a student from their experiences with me. And then the last thing that I sent to all of my letter writers was a spreadsheet that contained all of the schools that I was applying to, all of these specific program names, the application deadline, and if for some reason there's a different deadline for rec letters, obviously you would include that as well. Any instructions on submitting rec letters for that particular school or program, some programs required more specific submission protocols. Um, so any instructions or helpful tips that the school's websites may provide. And then finally, your target submission deadline. So this is the deadline that you are hoping to have all of your materials submitted by. Now, it's totally fine if that is the final day that the applications are due. But for me, I wanted to have all of my materials in about a week before the final application deadline. And so I made sure to note that in the spreadsheet, because in communicating with your letter writers, you want to make sure that you highlight this to them, as this will be a reminder to them so that they can get their letters in on time. Professors, PIs, they're all very busy people, and making sure to submit rec letters can fall off the radar for them. So it's important that you try to make things as clear and as accessible to them as you possibly can. So these, these materials are things that can help generate that strong letter from a letter writer. But I think really what's important is ensuring that you are asking people that you think you have a decent relationship with, or at the very least, starting to establish a relationship. There's no harm in approaching someone and starting to have those conversations and after two or three meetings, asking them to write you a rec letter. If you're able to provide all of that information that I just listed and also maybe highlight certain points and certain attributes of yourself that you want them to talk about in the letter, there is a very high chance that you are going to get a strong letter from them. What you don't want to do is just approach a random professor that you had once for a course that you got an A in and just ask them to write your letter. They don't have that much to go off of about you. All they can really say is that you showed up to class, you participated, and you did well. There's nothing personal or nothing that really connects them 
to you where they can kind of talk about the unique characteristics that you bring to the table. So to kind of summarize again, the things that you can provide that you probably should provide to a letter writer are copies of your resume or CV, copy of your transcript, and then a, final, a spreadsheet that lists the school's program name, deadlines, and any instructions. And if you feel like it is necessary or you think it might be helpful to them, any drafts of essays or even short paragraphs describing what your goals are, if you have them. Um, of course, certain letter writers might be very specific in what they want. So I would, you know, obviously listen to what they want from you. That is definitely a good question to ask them when you are asking them to give you a letter writer. Ask them what kind of information and materials they may need. Some may not even need any of this, but it's always, it doesn't hurt to send them more information. I think another question that can come up is how do I ask someone for a rec letter? For me, I would always go up to them first in person and have that conversation saying, hey, I'm applying to graduate school and I wanted to see if you would be willing to write me a strong recommendation letter. I think asking them to write you a strong rec letter is key and is a very important thing to make sure that you bring up to them. Some professors will be honest with you and say that either they don't have the time or they don't think that they can can write a strong letter for you. If that happens, it is not for you to take it personally. Some professors are just very busy and don't have the bandwidth to write one more letter. And if they say they're not able to write a strong rec letter for you, you should, I think, be thankful that they were upfront about that. And you can, you now have the opportunity to go ask someone else. So I would always go to them, meet them in person first, ask them for the rec letter, and then let them know that I will send them a follow-up email with all of the materials that I just listed earlier. And in that email, I would again reiterate thanking them for offering to write me a letter, explain to them what items I've attached to the email, and then make sure to bold and highlight certain deadlines and certain things that might be varying between program submission platforms. So yeah, so we've kind of talked about what recommendation letters are, who and how I ask for letters and what to provide to a letter writer. Um, I think the last thing is really to make sure that you are getting your letters in on time. So with recommendation letters, you yourself never get to see them. Um, the letters are something that, that your letter writer will write and they will need to submit it through a different platform where you do not have access to viewing those letters. So because of that, it is very, very important to be on top of things so that you can ensure that your letters are being submitted. Um, and one thing that I learned is that consistent and persistent emailing is the key. Letter writers definitely appreciate any reminders about it, so don't feel guilty about sending multiple emails regarding your letters. I would probably start asking letter writers around October. You want to give them about six weeks to write your letter. So yeah, about early October is when I would maybe start thinking about asking um, or earlier if you feel comfortable doing so. 
and, you know, send emails every couple weeks or, you know, go meet them during office hours. Just be like, hey, um, let me know if you need anything else. Just kind of keep that reminder just constantly going. And then as the deadline approaches, which for most biomedical programs is December 1st, or in if you choose to set an earlier deadline as your deadline approaches, you want to be more frequent with emailing and make sure that you're able to see that the university has received them as well. There was, I think, one situation where I had asked my letter writer to submit an, a letter and he claimed that he'd submitted, but I wasn't able to see that receipt on my end. So you just want to make sure that in both cases, you're seeing that the letter has been submitted. Again, don't feel guilty about it. Uh, professors are very busy people and these kind of things slip their radar. It's better to be just very frequent and persistent with emailing rather than having a letter not be submitted at all. And I think it's also important that you give them, give a letter writer enough time to write a letter for you. Of course, there are some situations where you may need to ask for a last-minute letter, and that's totally okay if the professor is okay with it. Um, but I think the courteous way of doing it is to make sure that you give them at least five to six weeks to write a letter and get that submitted. And yeah, I think those are really the main things to recommendation letters. Um, if you're unsure about really who to ask for a strong recommendation letter, you feel like you haven't made connections with anyone, it's okay to, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, it's trying to start to establish that relationship now early in the school year and show that you're interested in them and invested in them and want to learn more and show them that you really care about your career um, choices and your choices to pursue an even higher education and use this time, especially this month of September, to kind of start building those relationships. And maybe by the time October rolls around, you might think that this person can write you a strong rec letter. And I think with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. The main things, ask for a strong recommendation letter from people who you think can provide a unique perspective to you and your application and make sure that you are consistent and persistent with emailing, clear about deadlines, and just make sure that you get those letters in on time. With that, I will say good luck to everyone applying to graduate schools this cycle. It is a long and grueling process, but the end results are definitely worth it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Short Talks. If you'd like to learn more about applying to grad school, you can find additional resources on the Project Short website. Hope to see you again shortly.